You're listening to the Grace Church Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to bringing you biblical guidance to life's most important issues. We want to thank you for joining us for this week's message. We pray you find strength and encouragement as we learn from God's truth together. For more information, go to visitgracechurch.com. Do you remember back when we used to have something called sports? That was like six weeks ago, if you can believe that. Uh, Big 12 conference tournament in Kansas City. So this week's topic, uh, I want to start with a couple of Kansas City sports stories. Both of these stories start out really bad. They end up good when we won the next year. So the first story is back from 2014. This is the World Series. The Royals are finally back in the World Series. But it's the seventh game, bottom of the ninth, one run down. Alex Gordon gets a base hit. An error happens. He's rounding second, headed to third base. He could have been sent home to tie it up. But the third base coach puts up the stop sign, and he stops. And there's some debate about should Alex have stopped, should he have gone on. I personally think he'd have been thrown out by a mile. But the whole concept, I think it brings up this concept of actively you know, watching and listening. Alex was watching and listening to his third base coach. His third base coach was right there. His coach was ready to help him. His third base coach saw things that Alex Gordon could not see. We won it the next year. So let's go back to 2019. This is now the Chiefs back in the AFC Championship game. It's the fourth quarter. The Chiefs are winning. And so Patriots are driving. Tom Brady throws the interception. The game is over. We are going back to the Super Bowl. But D4 was offsides. Um, and people debate also, did D Ford cost us the Super Bowl? I don't think so. The many plays contributed to that. I am thankful D Ford was offsides again this year in the Super Bowl when we won. But it brings up again the, the importance of watching and listening because there was a sideline official right there, a sideline official ready to help D Ford. If he just would have turned, looked, asked, he could have been told by that sideline official, get back a little bit. But he never looked, he never asked, he never listened. I think both those stories are relevant to our topic this week. Here's our topic this week, to follow Jesus. We're all listening for God's no. To follow Jesus, we are all listening for God's no. Now start with follow Jesus. That is our vision at Grace. Our vision is to help everyone become an outward-focused follower of Jesus. How do you follow Jesus? We gotta listen to him. And it's not like to follow Jesus you always Listen for God's no. This is a team sport. Listening to God is not a solo event. It's a team sport. We, we are always together listening for God's no. And our God is like that third base coach. God is right there. God's ready to help you. All you have to do is turn to him, look to him. He will guide you. Our our God is like that sideline official where you can consult with him. This is amazing. At any moment, any time, day or night. And the God of the universe wants to guide you. That's part of what it means of a relationship to God, of putting him first in your heart and life. Here's my question for you. Are you these days actively pursuing a relationship with God? Which means you're also consulting with him on what you should be doing on a regular basis. You are actively listening for God's no and his yes and his go and his slow down, his stop, his turn left, his turn right, 
to follow Jesus, we're always listening for God's no. And we're going to see the lengths that God will go to to get your attention if you ignore God's no. Like today, we're going to see how God spoke to the Apostle Paul using his own belt, his own belt as an illustration. So let's pray and we'll begin here. Lord, I pray that you would uh, move uh, in this moment to help all of us get better at listening. Help those people who don't think that you actually speak to them. Would you open their eyes to ways you're actively speaking to them right now these days? Would you help all of us get better? Would all of us listen, help, our, help the Holy Spirit of God, listen, help us to listen to you, to have this heart of surrender and following you. Help those that you are actively speaking to. You are trying to draw them to a saving relationship with you. You're trying to draw them to surrender to Jesus Christ, the Savior. Help them to listen to you. Bow the knee and surrender their entire life and soul to you, the one who loved them and died for them and rose again for them. In Jesus' name, I ask this, amen. Amen. To follow Jesus, we're always listening for God's no. So let's reset where we are in the series. Uh, last week, we kicked off this brand new series, When God Says No. Last week's topic was sometimes the best thing God can say to us is no. That was last week. If you missed it, please, please go listen. Like, it would be a horrible world if everything you ask God, he said yes to. Any person in the world who gets everything they want is not a better person for it. And sometimes God sees things that, frankly, we do not see. It's one of the reasons that God sometimes says no to our desperate prayers. That was last week. This week, we're talking about following Jesus and listening for God's no. We're going to be in the book of Acts. You can join me in Acts. Acts chapter 16, we're going to start off in. Uh, we're going to see two stories from the life of the Apostle Paul. One story is great when Paul listened to God's no. And the second story is not so great. It's when Paul ignored, like actively ignored, God telling him no. So it could happen to anybody. It happened to the Apostle Paul. And if you're taking notes, uh, you're gonna actually hear 10 different ways that God speaks to us. One of those is God speaking directly to you. And yes, God wants to and does speak directly to you, but it's one of 10 ways we're gonna see. I encourage you to take notes. So here's our first story. This is the story when Paul listened to God's no. He listened to God's no. And it's gonna be Acts chapter 16. So in this moment, Paul historically in the book of Acts has four missionary journeys. This is the second missionary journey. And we're gonna see in this second missionary journey four different ways that God spoke to Paul, four ways that God speaks to you and I today. And it's, it's really simple because life is simpler when you listen to God. It's just four verses. So let's begin. We're going to first of all see how God spoke to Paul through his team. God spoke to Paul through his team. In this moment, he puts up the red light and says, do not move forward. He heard that through his team. And we see that in Acts 16, verse 6. All right, so Acts 16, verse 6 says this. It says, now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Now, preaching the word is a good thing. 
preaching the word is what God commanded. So they're headed to a direction called a place called Asia. Uh, and it says that they sensed it. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit. Not Paul right there. So the team had a real sense of negativity. What does this look like when God speaks through a team? Multiple people on the team start having this negative vibe from God. They sense from God they should not be doing it. They have a lack of peace. And Paul had the humility, the teachability to listen to God through his team. Do you listen to God? God speaks to you through your team, whether your team is a family, whether your team is your ministry team, whether your team is your church or your business or your school or your band. God speaks to you sometimes through other people on your team. And it does take humility to hear God's voice through somebody else. Okay. Then, after speaking to him through his team, where God says, no, don't go to Asia to preach, God spoke to Paul through circumstances. God spoke to Paul through circumstances. We're going to see that in Acts 16, verse 7. Again, the red light is up. Acts 16, verse 7 says this. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Okay, in this story, they actually attempt to go to another location. They tried their best, but the Spirit did not permit them. Now, there's no sense of no. What's this look like? There's no sense of no or negativity from God in this moment. But everywhere they turned, they couldn't get the permit. They couldn't make their way through. And just like God spoke to Paul through circumstances, God can absolutely speak to you through circumstances as well. Like you don't get the permit or you don't get the approval. You don't get the license. You didn't make that band. You didn't make that team. You did not get admittance to that school. Someone gets sick in your family. You don't have the money. There's a variety of circumstances that God will allow to guide you and to speak to you. And when you are like spiritually curious, spiritually inquisitive, you can start seeing some of the circumstances around you as God's, God's guidance, God Almighty's provision in your life. The red light was up. The circumstances weren't allowing it. It's called a closed door in scripture. To follow Jesus, we're always listening for God's no. Then, God spoke to Paul through godly wisdom, through godly wisdom. And continuing this, the, kind of the stoplight metaphor, this is a moment when there's no red light, no yellow light, no green light. There's no light. Like, it looks like a dead light. These are times when you pray. There's sometimes when you pray and you wait, you don't sense anything from God. There's no yes, there's no no. And in those moments, God has imparted to you godly wisdom to use his wisdom, make a decision, and move forward. That's what we see here. It's Acts 16, verse 8. Acts 16, verse 8 says this. So, passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. So, here, God doesn't say they should do it or they shouldn't do it. There's no direct guidance on this move. But they didn't stay stationary. Like, it's easier to steer a moving vehicle than when it's stuck. They started moving. They used the wisdom God gave them. And sometimes, I had this conversation actually just yesterday with my son. We were talking uh, about a certain decision, a certain thing he desired. And I certainly wanted to say yes and was saying yes. But I said, hey, well, let's, let's pray about it. I said, as far as I can see, 
this checks out, this checks out, this checks out. Scripturally, it checks out. Well, let's, let's, let's ask God. Let's ask God to stop you, stop us from making this decision if it is not of God. And so we prayed, God, the best we know, we think this is you. We've not sensed no, but everything seems to check out. God, please stop us if you don't want this. See, God can guide you through godly wisdom. He will guide you through godly wisdom to follow Jesus. We're always listening for God's no. So, uh, finally in this story, God spoke directly to Paul. And you finally have a green light. God gives Paul the green light after two red lights and a no light. So it says this in Acts 16, verse 9. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. So they're back in this city and wondering where in the world they go. And one night, Paul just really got this distinct, clear vision from God about moving from the continent of Asia to the continent of Europe, one of the greatest moves for Christianity, the gospel-changing continents, a world-changing moment in this moment because God said no twice. God often says no multiple times to say a better yes to you. Here was the better yes, taking the gospel to a brand new continent. And yes, God spoke directly to Paul. And yes, God speaks directly to you. God wants to speak directly to you. He wants you to hear him speaking directly to you. I would love it. I think we'd all love it if that was the only way God spoke to us. But it's just one of the 10 ways <laughs> that God speaks to us. This story is very short, just four verses. It's good news because Paul, Paul listened to God's no. I want you to think in your mind right now, is there any area of your life that God is telling you no. Like God himself is speaking to you, no. But it's coming through the team. Or it's coming through circumstances because you can't make your way. It's, you can't do it. Or godly wisdom. Or is God prompting you directly? You have a lack of peace directly about this thing. Please, please listen to God's no. It simplifies your world. Four verses. That's it. And he moves forward. So let's go to the second story. When Paul ignored God's no. Not smart. He just blew by the stop signs, the stoplights. So we're going to see this. It starts over in Acts chapter 19. This is in Paul's third missionary journey. And he gets his heart set on something. He wants to go to Jerusalem. And God gives him the clearance at the start, but later says no. He used his journey on purpose to a certain moment and then wanted to stop him and got him away. But he gets his heart set so much on something he wants and thinks is right that God himself cannot talk him out of it. And that's the way it is sometimes, isn't it? We get some desire in our heart, some purpose, some dream, something we want. And even God himself can't talk us out of it. Ignoring God's no complicates our lives. So, we're going to see five more ways in this section that God spoke to Paul. Five more ways God speaks to us. Let's begin over in Acts 19, verse 21. We're going to see God speak to Paul through godly desires. God spoke to Paul 
through godly desires. It says in Acts 19, 19 and verse uh, 21. When these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in the Spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying, after I have been there, been in Jerusalem, I must also see Rome. So he had a godly desire to preach the gospel to his fellow Jewish people in Jerusalem, a godly desire. And the Spirit used that. He purposed in his spirit. It's a, the word purpose in Greek means to lay down, to, to found. It's kind of like your purpose, your goal, goal setting in the Spirit, in godly desires. And essentially God, at this point, tells him it's okay, start heading toward Jerusalem. And God will use, some, he will sometimes use a certain goal that you're moving toward, then tell you no on the way to that goal to divert you somewhere else. Uh, the person who shared Christ with me years ago um, felt called to be a missionary to Lithuania, prepared to be a missionary to Lithuania. And at the last moment, God put the brakes on it, closed the door, diverted him to be a pastor here in Kansas. And God couldn't, that's, this is what's happening to Paul here. So God spoke to Paul through godly desires and God to speak to you through godly desires. And I point out godly desires. The more you connect your heart to God, the more you place your faith in Christ and make your purpose his purpose, the more those godly desires will bubble up and God will guide you through those. Then, God spoke to Paul through repetition. He spoke to him through repetition. This is kind of the, one of the fun ways to, to actually hear from God. This reminds you of like the flashing yellow light. Every city Paul went to started flashing yellow, flashing yellow, caution, caution. And so here you see this in Acts chapter 20, starting in verse 22. Acts chapter 20, starting in verse 22, says this. Paul is speaking to the Ephesian elders. And he says, and see... Now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there. Verse 23, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. Okay, when something you can repeat in your life over and over, if that topic keeps coming up, God himself often is trying to get our attention by that topic repeatedly coming up. How does Paul respond at this point, this repeated warning from God? Paul has courage. He is not afraid to die. He almost sees himself on the same path of Jesus. If he has to die at Jerusalem like Jesus, he's willing. Verse 24, But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Paul gets these repeated warnings over and over, but to him, this is a moment of courage. Like, do I believe in God or not? Do I have courage or not? And God was speaking to Paul, warning him through repetition. And God can speak to you through repetition. Here's what happens in our lives. Like, that topic comes up in your mind. And then it comes up in a podcast. 
Then you have a conversation about it. And then it's in the news. And then you hear a song about it. And then I make a side comment in a message. And then you find yourself counseling someone on that very issue that you need to do. Repetition over and over. Like God speaks to us through that repetition, being like spiritually inquisitive, asking why is that coming up? God's speaking to you. To follow Jesus, we're always listening for God's no. Then God spoke to Paul through other believers, through other believers. And this is now a clear red light. The red light is out. The Holy Spirit of God tells Paul, it was okay to this point, but now don't go to Jerusalem. His heart is so set on this goal. He ignores it, blows right by this. Acts 21 now. Fast forward to Acts chapter 21, verse 4. It says, In finding disciples, we stayed there seven days. They told Paul through the Spirit not to go up to Jerusalem. Okay, they told, they told him, uh, the Holy Spirit of God is apt, absolutely telling us we have no peace about this. God had clearly spoken to other believers that what Paul was attempting to do was no longer of God. It was of God earlier when he purposed in his spirit. He got the green light. God used this goal of going to Jerusalem to lead him to a certain moment when he saw a clear stop sign, a clear U-turn, a clear, this is not where I want you to go. God was testing, guiding him in his life. And guess what? Paul did not have the humility or awareness. We're going to see why in just a moment, why I think Paul blew by the stop sign. But God speaks to you through other believers as well. He speaks to me through other believers. Like sometimes when God can't get our attention, he uses somebody else to bring up that topic. And it's not just them bringing up that topic. That is God Almighty speaking to you through them. Is God speaking to you these days through other believers? Are you listening? Is that God's voice? Then, God spoke to Paul through a spiritual leader. Now, he blows right by this moment, and it's no longer a red light. To me, this is spike strips. <laughs> this is where the belt the belt story comes in, uh, spike strips. So it says in Acts 21, verse 10, he moved on. He's in a city called Caesarea. Now, it's on the coast. He's getting very near Jerusalem. In Caesarea, it says, and, and, and as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Verse 11, when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, thus says the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him in the hand of the Gentiles. Okay, this is where I think it's almost like spike strips on the road that God is trying to get his attention. So this prophet Agabus shows up and says, Paul, can I borrow your belt? And he thinks, that's a weird request, but okay, here you go. Agabus takes this thing, wraps his hands, and says, God Almighty told me 
that if you keep ignoring God's no, this is what awaits you. God has already told you no. Stop ignoring it. This is not going to end well, Paul. I beg you, the Holy Spirit of God told me to say this. Sometimes God uses a spiritual leader to speak to us. This guy was a prophet. He wasn't just a peer. He was a person that God had placed in Paul's life to speak to him. And there are times that God uses spiritual leaders in our life, uh, in the household, the spiritual leader of the home, in the church, pastors, directors, ministry leaders, people who are disciples, your spiritual mentors. And there are times that God will use a spiritual leader to speak into your world. And it does take the humility and awareness that God is using them to guide you. Could it be God's using a spiritual leader to speak to you? So then, finally, God spoke to Paul through those closest to him, through those closest to him. It says in Acts 21, verse 12, Acts 21, verse 12. Now, when we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. Now, this was written, this we is Luke. Dr. Luke is the author of both of the Gospel of Luke, part one, and Acts of the Apostles, part two. And, and Dr. Luke wrote this, you know, several years after this moment. He had the benefit of hindsight, thinking back on what happened in that moment, and the Holy Spirit guided him. He was the one who penned that the Holy Spirit of God told Paul not to go, knew the moment God told Paul not to go. Now, that people closest to Paul are saying, Paul, you're not listening. You're not listening. And just like God will speak to, God spoke to Paul through those closest to him, God can speak to you through those closest to you, people who know you best, people praying like crazy for you. There are times those closest to you are the people God's speaking to you. And it's hard sometimes. Sometimes you don't want the people closest to you sharing what they believe God has. Well, he blew right by it. That's the second story. The bad news is the bad news story that Paul absolutely ignored God's no ignored it. Because of that, by the way, ironically, he gets taken back in jail in Caesarea for two years. That same place, that last place of the spike strips, he spends two years sitting in jail because he disobeyed God lost two years. Now, did God use him right there? Absolutely, absolutely. It's just not God's intention. You say, two years? So I did something? Something happened? Two years? I can't wait two years. Moses waited 40. In Moses' life, at the age of 40, he did something, jumped the gun on God's deliverance, and spent 40 years as a shepherd. There are times that our actions, they have worldly consequences and work that goes on inside our souls. Guys, to follow Jesus, we're always listening for God's no. You might be wondering, uh, how in the world could a follower of Jesus miss God's no? How could a follower of Jesus actually miss God's no? Maybe you don't realize God is actually speaking to you. Maybe you're not actively listening for him. You're not, the scripture calls it watch and pray. Maybe you're thinking God has to tell you specifically. If he didn't tell you specifically, then you've not been told. That's one of the 10 ways we saw. Maybe you've already got your mind made up, like Paul in Jerusalem. I've already got my mind made up. I do not need to listen to God. I'm afraid he's going to say no. How did Paul miss God's no? 
I think some indica- uh, there's some indication in something he wrote on his third missionary journey. He wrote the, the book of Romans. So turn in, in your Bibles to Romans chapter 9, if you want. Romans 9, verses 1 to 3. In Romans 9, uh, which he wrote on his third missionary journey, he, he reveals the place that Jerusalem, or particularly the Jewish people, have in his heart. He's got his heart set on this moment. And By the way, if you're, if you're taking notes, this is the tenth way that God speaks to us. We're reading the Bible. God speaks to us through the Bible. And so he says this in Romans chapter 9, verse 1. Who was Paul? He says this, I tell the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. Verse 3, For I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen, according to the flesh. He goes on to say these are the Israelites, the Jewish people, his heritage, his race. He made a comment here that I don't know if I can say. He said he was so burdened for the salvation of this people group that he literally could wish, God, send me to hell, accursed, forever and ever and ever. Send me so that my people would have salvation, so my people's eyes be open. I'd rather me go to hell forever and ever and ever than me get out of it. And the people I care so deeply about not get that. See, this reminds me, sometimes even a good thing if it's not a God thing, it's a bad thing. It was a good thing that Paul wanted to go to preach it to the Jews at Jerusalem. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. There are things in my life and your life we want, there are good things. But a good thing, that's not a God thing. It's the wrong thing. A good thing. It's not a God thing. It's a sinful thing. So how about you? God is like that third base coach. There are times if you're watching and listening, he'll be two hands up. We saw 10 different ways you can see the stop sign. There are times he's gonna wave you home. But it takes us watching and listening to God's voice. God is like that sideline official. There are moments he's prepared, he's ready to guide you, but it takes us looking and listening and praying and waiting and knowing God loves you. He's speaking to you. How do you know he's speaking to you? You can't say you love someone and not speak to them. That's not love. God loves you. He, of course he speaks to you. He loves you. And he sees the future and he wants to guide you. Would you surrender? the prompting leadership of the Holy Spirit in your life. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you have questions or would like to contact us for prayer, please email us at info at visitgracechurch.com. For more information about our ministries, location, and service times, go to visitgracechurch.com.